0: Hey everyone, before we get started talking about today's incredible movie and our incredible guest, uh, we just want to say that unfortunately our live show has been postponed until October because... Of low ticket sales, essentially, but don't worry, we are determined to talk about Rocky Horror live with all of you.
1: We sure are, yeah, i um I think it's just a like it's the middle of summer, people are on vacation, whatever. um, we've heard from a lot of folks who are like, "But I want to come? why is this when it is um so you know, now it's not. It's going to be in October when people have less things going on. And if you already bought a ticket, you don't have to do anything. It'll just change to the new date. And if the new date doesn't work for you, you can email us and we'll sort that out. And yeah, we hope to see you in October. And um, also this means that you get... You'll get like a bonus week of camp in October, and I haven't cleared this with Jesse yet. But my plan is that we'll replace Rocky Horror during summer camp with Spice World, my favorite movie.
0: Ooh, yes! Great. I'm into this.
1: <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get into the episode. hello and welcome to the gaily planet a podcast where two queer nerds talk about media we love i am lark malachi gray
0: and i'm jesse blount and i'm excited to announce that we have been joined by a third person who maybe you've already are aware is incredibly awesome is courtney perkins from the instagram meme account not all gemini's which you should be following if you're not
1: Heck yes, you should. Um, You've maybe heard Courtney on other episodes of other podcasts that we make as well. Um, We had such a good time talking with Courtney about this pivotal movie in her life. And we're really excited for you to listen to this episode. Yeah. And so now, Jesse, what movie are we talking about this week?
0: We are talking about 1999's cult classic, and I feel like seminal- queer movie, but I'm
1: a cheerleader. We sure are. I'm going to tell you what, but I'm a cheerleader is about. So, but I'm a cheerleader is the story of Megan Bloomfield, a totally straight teenage cheerleader whose friends and family stage an intervention and send her away to true directions conversion camp, where she learns to accept her lesbianism and falls in love with a hot, mean punk girl named Graham. Graham tries to go back to her life in the closet, but Megan cheers her way into her heart and they run away together, aided and abetted by her wonderful new chosen family of conversion camp dropouts. The end.
0: I was thinking about this in my head, and I'm like, this summer you could just be like, Megan found love in a hopeless place. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
1: Yeah. All right, so now newspaper sound effect, and we're going to magically... Have Courtney in the room with us and start our discussion of the movie. woo Courtney, thank you so much for joining us. Again, this is your third time on a your third different hashtag Ruthless podcast. <laughs> if you're a Buffy fan, you're about to have made all of the rounds because we will definitely get you on We Are the Gayers.
2: <laughs> oh no, that's the only one that I'm not checking the boxes for. But you know what? I'm I'm thrilled to be here, big fan. Thank you for having me back. Always wonderful to see your faces.
1: I'm so glad. I don't know if it actually made it into the episode, but when you were on the Gay Pirate podcast to talk about astrology and our flag means death, like afterwards, we were just chatting about like, oh, we're doing summer camp, whatever. And you're like, oh, if you're doing, but I'm a cheerleader. I want to be oh, on yeah. it. And we were like, oh, we are doing that. And you can be on it. And so that's how this happened. It was just perfect. The stars Beated. aligned, LOL.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm so excited to get into this movie. This movie is like, uh, uh debatably pivotal for me.
1: <laughs> I, yes, I can. not I'm so excited for the like essay section of this
2: Oh yeah, that's uh, we're all going to have like these personal anecdotes.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's going to be intense, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Jesse, do you want to kick us off? What's our headline?
2: <clears throat>
0: what happens when you throw a bunch of sexually repressed teen homos in a house with barely any supervision, pre-internet, won't surprise you, but the happy ending will.
1: Yeah. And now we are going to turn to the front page where we talk about everything that doesn't go anywhere else. And Courtney, as our guest, would you like to tell us your first front page item?
2: Yeah, I've got, um, (laughs) this is so obviously like built into the purpose of the movie, but just like with the parents, I'm like, what did they think was going to happen? Sending a bunch of like closeted kids to go to like a camp together and like hang out in this like weird rehab like I don't know I that when I was watching it this time around I was just like seeing like in the opening like with the parents like they're so concerned it's like their biggest fear oh no lesbianism and then it's like okay so you you threw her with some more lesbians (laughs) (laughs) I know I was like if I were the
1: parents and the like representative for this conversion camp showed up and it was RuPaul. I would, <laughs> I feel like all my red flags would be going off, but apparently <laughs> they don't have any of those. So,
0: wow. Ugh, man, it's also really I don't know ironic. I guess is that if they hadn't have sent Megan to camp, she probably would have married her milk toast boyfriend and not figured out she was queer until she was like thirty. That's
1: true. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. I when the rest of us do. <laughs> um, uh no, yeah. There's like this whole scene where they're like the first step is admitting you're a homosexual. And it's like she's so deeply like in denial that it's like, oh, you're you're actually low-key teaching these kids self-acceptance. <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> oh, it's so true. Um Jesse, what do you have first?
0: I just want to say that nothing makes me laugh more than one of the signs that they're like, this makes you a lesbian. Is her dad being like, you try to make us eat this tofu shit. And it's just like, <laughs> nothing is funnier. And like, as someone who was a teen vegetarian before I uh, realized that I was queer, <laughs> I'm like, nothing just makes me laugh more.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, the whole, like, tofu vaginal iconography Melissa Etheridge trifecta of like queer lesbian indicators (laughs) was like I yeah I mean so Jesse knows this but Courtney you probably don't my first concert was Melissa Etheridge I won the tickets on the radio when I was eight by knowing like the rest of the words from where they paused the song
2: oh Uh, my god yeah like
1: (laughs) my favorite musician when i was very small um uh,
2: no elaborate on that what
1: <laughs> i mean i mean my parents were like alternative rock listeners and so that was just like what i grew up on and i just like fucking loved melissa etheridge i don't know that was the concert where i like learned that lesbians existed i was like mom why are all those ladies dancing together and she was like here's what a lesbian is and i was like this is excellent news allow me to tell everyone i know about this Including my like very Christian grandmother who was like, how dare you?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> my parents were already divorced by then. It was fine. Um, yeah. And I also I think that was like the same age that I became a vegetarian. It was just like, I'm very much and have never been a lesbian. But like, <laughs> I'm definitely was like, yes, baby queer Lark no. is like, mm-hmm, these are correct. <laughs>
2: I mean vegetarianism and veganism they're queer coded you yeah. know we can accept that Yeah <laughs> I think that's what makes the joke so funny like
0: especially in the 90s where i feel like now it's i think more mainstream where like making that joke wouldn't be like what are you talking about but like for the 90s context you're like yeah only like weird hippies and <laughs> queer people <laughs> ate tofu, <laughs> <for> tofu? and <vegetarian. laughs>
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> is it
1: We shared that one, because that was also my next one, and I feel like I had a lot to say about it, so it's definitely Courtney's turn.
2: Okay, okay. Um, I mean, this will probably come up later when we talk about, like, just the fucking sex of it all. This is such a horny movie. (laughs) Like, this movie, re-watching it, I was like, I I knew it was horny. Obviously, I knew it was horny, but, like, I was just, like, kind of taken aback. I was like, oh, my God, I love how, like just like openly sexually interested these teens are i don't know like it's so campy and just goofy and even just like seeing rock her son like jerking (laughs) off like i'm just like i i love this commitment to the bit you know yeah
1: i literally wrote down if she didn't want her son to be gay why the fuck did she name him Rock? Like, what were you thinking? This is <laughs> truly, this is my wait, logic. <laughs> I,
2: that is so, I paused on that exact same thing because I, my friend was like, I have a non-binary friend named Rock. And I was like, I have a non-binary friend named Stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: I, I also, I also would assume that this is also a nod to Rock Hutchinson, Rock Hutchinson, the actor from like, Oh, geez the 50s and 60s i think like really sh- sh- like sh- you know cut jaw super mask dude totally gay um <laughs> and it's like no and like no one knew quote unquote but like i think he like lived with his roommate for like 17 years or mm-hmm. some shit and it's like no dude was a big homo but like played all these like super mask roles um so it just made me laugh because why would you name your, your child after that actor <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> It's like you want your child to be gay. One hundred percent, Jesse. Um, I and I know we're probably gonna talk about this later, but the bar cocksucker reminded me of so many like funny, tiny gay, like one room gay bars that I've been to um especially it actually really reminded me of there used to be one in battle creek michigan called partners that was just like one room Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh this reminds me of that r.i.p tiny one room gay bars in the middle of nowhere
2: howdy (laughs) that's actually kind of a cute name partners
0: yeah It's very much like if you don't know why it's called Partners, maybe you wouldn't know that it's a gay bar. You go
1: in there expecting it to be Partners, like the country western kind of Partners, and you're like, what is happening here?
0: Mm -hmm. There are
1: cowboy hats, but they don't seem to be the right kind. Everyone's
0: wearing a lot of flannel, but you're really not quite sure the gender of anyone who's wearing the flannel.
1: (laughs) Oh, amazing. Um, my next thing is also about this bar, but it's just the fact that like everyone in there is dancing to this club music, like they're at like an eighth grade school dance, and it's so funny.
2: Yeah. Oh no, this is, like awkward swaying back and forth. Yeah. Like even I, I okay was stunned in this rewatch to see Julie Delpy. Like, I think I just didn't care about her when I first watched it. Like, enough to have her be the memorable thing in the movie. But this time, I was like, oh, I'm taken by shock." I was just shocked. And even she is dancing like a shit middle schooler. Like,
1: Yes, it's so funny. That's, like, the least gay part of this movie is the fact that, like, none of these gays are dancing. (laughs) Like,
0: what's (laughs) happening? Yeah. Maybe it's early in the night. No one's drunk enough. True.
1: Maybe, but it's both times that they're in there.
2: Yeah, that's true. I just want to say, this is such a star-studded fucking movie. Like, the people in this movie went on to do such great things, you know? Like, I mean, just looking at it, it's, like, it, just in the background, like, Michelle Williams, you know? Like, it's it, also, like, her dad is Bud Court, like, from Harold and Maude. Like, that's so oh my cool. my God. Like, it's just, like, all, all of these people are so... Uh, I don't know. It's so fun... Just to see all the familiar faces. I don't know, like Melanie Linsky. and love Melanie Linsky, you know? My
0: my favorite is still baby Dante Brasco, um, who I literally had to Google today. I'm like, isn't he gay in real life? But I don't think he is. Even though I'm like, are you sure? But I, anyway. I did the
1: exact same thing, because I think that you said <laughs> that he was recently on like when we were talking about something else. And then I was like, oh no, he got engaged to a woman this year. But like, that's his like first listed partner on Wikipedia. So like... I'm open to just assuming that he's bi. <laughs> Let's just assume everyone is bi
2: until proven otherwise. Yeah, we can't. You know, we can't know everything. Exactly, we can't be asked to track it all.
0: I mean, I feel like regardless. Uh, I want to say gay icon for this and Rufio. So
1: yeah, totally,
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: Um, my next thing is just I don't know at at a point where um, ooh names, Graham and. Joel question mark are like fake flirting she's like you seem so manly manly is good he goes thanks I feel like an aggressor <laughs>
3: <I was>
2: like, <laughs> this is so fucked up and so funny
1: <gasps> oh my god
2: oh no oh. that's just like every attempt they make is just like pure comedy mm-hmm. like I love every like every time like oh god
0: yeah the script is like the lines in the script are like immaculate I feel like <laughs> I have one more thing left, which maybe Lark, like, you will appreciate, which is the beds that the girls sleep in look wildly uncomfortable. Like, the mattresses seem too firm and whatever blankets are using, I could, like, I was, like, watching it, and, like, the texture is making my skin crawl, even just from watching it on television. I'm like, oh.
1: Yeah, I feel like at this point, you're, like, to the point where you can identify something that I will identify as the worst thing you can touch with your hands. Like, absolutely, <laughs> those computers <laughs> are the worst thing you can touch with your
0: hands. Uh, which is too Darn, bad, because yeah. the pillowcases are very cute. But, like, it's everything true. else about that bed is, uh, is god-awful. It I'm like, super oh, no. is.
1: Um, yeah, my last thing here is just... Ooh, I'm so bad with the names, whichever kid it is that says, I just wasn't meant to be Butch, I'm a sissy. I was like, same, baby. <laughs> same. <laughs>
3: oh, <sighs> oh my God.
1: Welcome to the style and fashion section where we talk about aesthetics.
2: I mean, it's so fun. Like, it's so fun. All of the commitment to color and just like, like it so enforces the binary so hard of them just being like no girls like pink and boys like blue like it's painful and it's but it's also just like it's so such a delight to look at all of them like so color coordinated
0: the the entire color palette of this movie is just iconic like yeah i was like this is
1: what i want my house to look like and i like I'm almost there this deep into the pandemic. I'm like, I have made over almost every room in my house and I'm like getting really close, but I'm just like every, how is this conversion camp space? Like the gayest thing I've ever seen. Like it's gayer than the like gay refuge with the rainbow painted walls. And I want, I just want it. I want it to be my <laughs> own. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. It, it is like the Barbie dream house.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like
2: I don't know if you guys know, but that like famous purple and pink house in Santa Monica, like off the beach where it's like, it's always in memes where it's like,
1: yeah, with the like all black one,
2: like goth black house. Yes.
1: I biked past there one time when I was in LA and I was like, Oh my God, look at it.
2: <laughs> oh my God. It's so, it's so cute. But when I saw the bottom of cheerleader house, I was like, Oh, it's just like, it's like that house. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just brimming uh, with so much so much life. It's so cute. Yeah.
0: I mean, some something about a pastel Victorian house is already so appealing. But yeah, the interior design of that house is just out of control. <laughs> I have to say
1: really quick though, before we move away from the houses in Santa Monica, um, like pre-me ever having seen them in memes, like my partner and I biked past there and I like stopped him and was like, look, it's us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, oh, wow, me and who? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes,
1: yeah, sorry, Jesse. I didn't mean, I mean, I did mean to cut you off, but I apologize for cutting you off.
0: No, that was incredible. All right. I want to start off with okay, I don't remember the name of the lady who heads up this Mary. Mary. <laughs> Every outfit Mary is wearing is just am- amazing. Her just, like, her, like, hot pink pants suit that she, like, rolls up and you're like, did your gay son design this for you? Because I think he did.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's immaculate. Also, she should have played what's-her-face in Serial Mom. Like, that actor would have given me what I wanted from Serial Mom, I decided.
0: I mean, I feel like that's, I think... Barely controlled serial killer is kind of a little bit her vibe, but, Mm -hmm. like, in a funny way in this movie.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Um, I know that this is not just, like, style and fashion stuff, but the juxtaposition of why is my brain just, like, going blank? Megan and whatever her best friend's name is, like, when they both have their lockers open and her friend has this, like, hot guy with, like, literally, like, the text just says, dude. And, like, <laughs> she has this, like, hot woman and it says, best friends. I was just like, this is exquisite. <laughs> like, this is... Oh, every Everything about, like, the visuals of this movie is immaculate.
2: It's true. There are, like, so many just background jokes that are so fun. I didn't actually see the dude versus best friend type (laughs) typing on those but that poster that she pulls out of megan's locker is like what is this comical just this is a joke like this is a universal joke like what possibly it's not even like there's no fashion moment like there's not it's not a celebrity it's no there's no excuse you know like it's just like this is fully just a woman in a bikini. <laughs> you
0: know, I always assumed it was cut from like a catalog or something. Because it's not it's like not even inherently an attractive swimsuit. It's just like a regular photo. I'm like, you cut that out of your mom's serious catalog and you're like inspiration for being a cheerleader. And it's like, mm, no. No.
1: Yeah, in uh my bisexual history, you know, life story, like in high school, I think my freshman year one of my notebooks for, like, one of my classes was just a collage of lady underwear models, and the other was all just, like, dude underwear models, like, artistically collaged together. And I was just like, this is a—I mean, I, was, I, like, realized that I had a crush on a girl in eighth grade and was like, I'm bisexual, okay, great. But I just am like, this is so— I'm just like so like open and obvious <laughs> so i'm just like whatever good job baby lark just being fine
2: oh uh, no it makes me wonder like what red flags were in my uh room or maybe not red flags uh, pink flags yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> rainbow flags <Yeah>. like, rainbow <laughs> flags rainbow flags yeah um
1: yes what's next courtney
2: I have to give a shout out to Rock's outfits. Rock walking around in his slutty little cutoffs. Like he's just fully cheeked up in these denim shorts and like constantly just like chopping wood or something, jerking off his little broomstick. Like with his wearing his tank top. It's like, uh. I love it all. I love it all so much.
1: So much. (laughs) It's so
2: good. It's like the least
0: practical thing to do yard work in. And I'm like, this is going to be me (laughs) doing yard work when I have a yard one day. It's just me in a pair of booty shorts and like a tank top listening to like disco.
2: (laughs) It's going to be great.
1: Absolutely. He seems
2: happy. Like I'm happy for him that he seems happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least maybe when he's out with his boys on on the yard, you know.
1: I couldn't stop thinking about how great, like, his TikTok channel would be. You know, people are, like, so into, like, hot dudes chopping wood TikTok. Like, can you imagine?
2: Oh, yeah. I've seen those. (laughs) They're too sensual for me. Like, like, I I don't like them. They're uncomfortable for me. It's almost like those people, you know, that, like men who will like seductively cook a meal and like wink at the camera like it gives me the same vibe I'm like ah I don't like that you're it's too much it's too much like honestly if I was watching you have sex it'd be less sexually tense
0: I don't know I feel that way about the one like I'm assuming she's a core lady on TikTok who does like she's like always like chopping wood shirtless and just like her sports bra. And I'm always just like, this is great, but I'm also like film like I shouldn't be watching this on
2: TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why do you invite me to this? Like <laughs> oh, amazing. I'm not mad. Let people thirst on, you know? Like mm-hmm. I'm I can't I can't really complain, right? <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, I have to shout out, this is, like, literally a brief scene where, like, Mary's making all of the girls dress in, like, green, like, evening dresses, and Jan's dress is so gay, but also, like, so incredible. It has, like, shoulders and, like, a weird, almost, like, open comb, like, zigzag effect in front of their chest, and I'm just, like... Actually, you look fierce. You look like you just rolled up a <laughs> pride in like a this like structured, almost like Grace Jones looking dress. Uh, and I'm like, okay, wait, no, this is actually incredible, <laughs> Jan. You should steal that when you leave.
1: I cannot wait to see this image in our screenshot roundup because I cannot pull to mind what you're talking I know, about, I but it sounds incredible. Oh my
0: God, I, prob- I, should- I probably should look up a screenshot, but it is it is very fierce. I was like, holy shit. <laughs>
2: Honestly, like Megan, really, she she rocks this clothing. Like if like it doesn't suit, obviously it doesn't suit everyone and shouldn't, and is fucked up by nature. But like, I mean, she looks good. Like it's it, not that <laughs> different
1: from the stuff that she's wearing before she gets there. And like, I mean, everything that she wears before she gets there is like twelve out of ten.
0: Oh my god! Like like that yellow dress when she's being driven to, uh, to the camp. Yeah. You're just like wow, this is. Great. Yeah. You look yeah. great. You're going to fit right in.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
2: in more ways than one. Like, <laughs> uh, LOL, LOL,
1: Um. Okay. The scene where Rock gets in trouble for, like, drinking his fruity little drink with a straw. M- Mary, Mary, the camp leader, she is, like, spraying her plastic flowers with a spray bottle that is a flamingo. And I lost my whole mind. I'm like... <laughs> I don't shop on Amazon anymore, but if I did, because I assume that's the only place I would be able to find one of those, I would have ordered one like in that moment. I would have paused the movie to go be like, <laughs> get me a fucking flamingo spray bottle right now.
2: Oh my God. Oh, that just sounds fun. I was
0: too busy laughing at her spraying those fake flowers in her yard to notice the spray bottle. Oh
1: my God. Again, can't wait for the screenshot roundup. You're gonna lose your mind. It's oh my incredible. God
2: oh my god her whole character of just like even when she shows up and she's just listing like she's like clearly trying to get like when she's trying to get Natasha Leo to admit to her lesbianism but she's like what about a when you see a woman's just like her her long legs walking to a bathroom and she's just like getting so into it and you're like oh i get it i get it now yeah. i get your whole thing like <laughs> immediately
1: totally yeah what what else do you have courtney
2: okay well this is sort of goes back to the way like the clothes do sort of fit megan they also look so uncomfortable on claire duval like has anyone ever looked so out of place in their own clothing like uh well i mean i guess it's not her clothing but it's just i feel like maybe it's just something about her acting or just something about her face and like the reputation she already like has and had as an actor but like it just looks so off. Like, it's just so... Like, she looks extra... Yeah. I don't know, like, folded in on herself.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, which is, like, honestly such a uh, such a mood for anyone who's been like, oh, I really don't want to wear this gendered piece of clothing. I felt deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
2: definitely. For sure. Like, it's so... Uh, yeah. I think she just does, like, a great job of even just, like, accentuating that. Like, how uh, deeply uncomfortable she is with it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Jesse, do you have anything left?
2: I have so
0: one last thing, which is when Megan goes to the two dudes who are like liberating all of the queer kids. Uh, Dante Brasco is wearing. What is essentially something from the Tyrant Pride collection, which is just like a rainbow <laughs> yes. shorts and like a, and, I, and I know that at this time it's just making fun of how over the top this part of the movie is, but I'm like, okay, but like, why could you buy? Why can you buy this on the internet now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is hilarious, but also I'm like, uh.
1: <laughs> wait, wasn't that basic? Like, that exact thing was part of at least last year's Target Pride collection, I think. It
0: was, in fact, part of last year's Target Pride
2: collection. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, wow. And a live laugh lesbian to us all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, content warning for the politics section of this episode... It's obviously going to talk about conversion therapy and things related to that, and you should check the show notes if you need to skip that conversation, because there will be minutes there for the timestamps. Welcome to the politics section, where we talk about things that are fucked up.
0: Uh, So I think we have to start off with uh, conversion therapy, as this entire movie is both satirizing it and using it as like, here is a place where our two main characters, like, find love, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um. And, okay, so from what I could find, doing some brief internet research, conversion therapy basically started, like, in the 60s. Um, and it really started slash still is very focused on, like, gender non-f conforming kids slash trans kids. It also, shockingly, has roots in the, quote-unquote, cure for autism, in case folks weren't aware about how ableism and uh, homophobia and transphobia intersect. um, And literally every medical and mental health org in this country is like, this does not work. It hurts children. Yep. <laughs> like yep. literally everyone. Uh, and it doesn't work because.
2: Because no shit.
0: like People can't change who they are. A. And like the idea that like even if you could, that Western medicine has, like, that, like, medicine has the answer to that when you can't even make, like, antidepressants that, like, work consistently across all people is laughable, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's just basically a way to manipulate shame and force kids into the closet, and it sucks, it doesn't work, Uh, don't do it.
1: It's bad, yes. And listeners, we're not gonna, like, spend a ton of time on it, but Jesse did make a really great link roundup of information that we will include in the show notes.
0: Yeah. And to connect it back to the movie and since this is rooted in like essentially transphobia, uh, a lot of the, the, a lot of the emphasis we see in the movie where it's like correct gender roles is a thing that actual conversion therapy does emphasize because, you know, uh, adhering to to correct to quote unquote correct gender roles will make you straight, obviously. So Yeah. That was my brief roundup about Confession
2: therapy and why it sucks. Um uh a couple of the things that like they even cover, and it's like obviously this movie is so fun and funny, but like it is it is based on something that actually happens. And watching it, there are parts of it where I was like, oh, this is reminding me of confirmation class. I got confirmed as Catholic when I was in high school. But you have to like be in the class for I don't know, it was probably a year or two beforehand where you just like you're meeting up every week or something and like discussing the principles of Catholicism. Mm. And like part of it was just being like, OK, so we're all anti-gay here. Right. Like and I remember like getting I don't know, having a conversation. It was so fucking weird. It, yeah, it was fucking weird Um, arguing with my confirmation class teacher about this and it's like i don't know just seeing like the way they like pray over her like i mean wow that i feel like that works both versions of the word pray on this mm-hmm. but yeah like the way they're praying over her at like dinner and like just i don't know the uh, whole thing is just like icky like it's it's and i think they did a really smart thing in making it such a funny thing to highlight the fact that like yeah this is this is a joke like thinking that this could ever work like this is so ridiculous that people try to do this. Like, it, all we can do is laugh, like, because it's horrible. But, like, I think that that was a fun and smart move, even though it is, like, this to, to, like, guise the horrors with, like, I don't know, candy coating of, like, laughing at it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the movie does a really good job of, like, really not totally touching on the sort of dark content that is gay conversion therapy. But I also feel like I stopped going to religious-based schools when I was, like, 10 and, like, rejected Christianity on a lot of its hypocrisy and and bigotry early, where I, like, I don't have a, like, I wasn't a, like, oh, man, I struggled really with, like, my Catholicism, you know, because I was gay. So, and I, so I feel like for people who maybe have had that experience, I could definitely see it still being, like, weird a weird experience to watch but i think that in general it is as light as it can be i think
1: yeah i feel like it does do a really good job of there being enough of a separation where it's not like you're like making light of this terrible thing um you you have to go like really really hard on the satire i think to be able to like take something that serious and like make it a cute funny rom-com and i think that it definitely hits that level which is really impressive
0: i think the aesthetics work like having it be almost like they're in like a barbie dream house of of like funny trying to be cis het is i think really sort of leans into sort of the absurdity of like traditional gender roles quote-unquote in the first place yeah
1: having like the graduation thing that you have to do be like you basically are like having someone direct you in like a porn but you're wearing like adam and eve (laughs) outfits like it's yeah the the satire is like so big and goes so hard that you're just like yeah able yeah it makes it digestible in a way that is i yeah again i think really impressive
0: oh my god are there graduation outfits that look like they're literally barbie clothes like shiny plastic barbie
3: yes Yes. (sighs) oh
0: uh all right i have a couple of other politics points here yeah um which Courtney you should talked about earlier like this movie is incredibly horny but it's not like uncomfortably horny and I feel like it's horny in a very realistic way of like being a sort of like I'm a maybe closeted or like I'm a I'm a gay teen and I like don't really know who else is gay so I can't really like flirt with people but like I'm in the situation where it's surrounded by other gay people. And I'm like, cool, like awkward touches and like looking at people's boobs and their shirts. And I'm just like, it's just so well done.
1: Yeah, I do you both probably already know this, that the movie is like five minutes longer in Europe than it is here. And like the stuff that was cut here was to like get it down from an NC-17 rating. And I'm like, what was in the movie? Like, I want to see the
0: European version of the movie. Oh my god. I didn't know that. I, I actually have I have some trivia about that in Health and Science, actually. Okay, great. And that doesn't surprise me, because I think the sexual repression in movies made in America is almost a joke at this point, yeah. but is also deeply not funny, because it's like, try to make a queer movie, and people are like, no, this is porn, this is NC-17, and you're like... They don't get their clothes off, like, I know you what know, I'm talking about yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: we're so weird,
0: I know hyper violence is fine, but right, making mm. jokes about women going down each other mm. not, not
2: not for anyone,
1: apparently. Right. Courtney, what else do you have here?
2: I guess this is kind of about like this is less of a movie, but like I was really curious about how this movie got made, so like it's this was like kind of more politics of hollywood so i was like reading about it and it was independent and i think that's so cool like because jamie babbitt was like uh i don't know i was just like listening to her talk about like how like how did this movie get made and it was like really just through like a kind of queer community here like based in la of people that she knew and could help her make it and i was like oh that's that's so nice like that's such a nice backstory is of being like oh we really didn't want to make a studio movie and it's like i mean i guess things got cut anyways like just to be seen in theaters if you if you want to go i don't know feel a little heartened to like queer people coming together to make a movie like this like go look up what like the way she's described like making the movie because it kind of made me happy
1: that's excellent
2: even though it was like this fucked up like studio culture that like probably wouldn't approve a movie like this right like
0: Yeah, she actually did a pretty good interview a couple years ago for Autostraddle that I read for this where she had to like find someone to write the script super cheap and someone like one of her friends was like, I know this guy who was in my class who did his whole like senior project on like gay dudes in football. And so he wrote the script, the the script from her idea, and like she had initially envisioned it as, yeah, two girls fall in love at a like gay conversion camp. And his sort of addition was all of this shit with the gay dudes, which like I find incredible because it's like a really excellent gay, it's like gay solidarity. And I feel like there are not a lot of movies where we can see like queer dudes and queer ladies and queer they them get together, you know, and yeah. I mean, it's just like like a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. I love that. It's true. It feels like most media kind of, like, picks aside from right. being like, this is a gay movie, this is a lesbian movie. It's like... Why don't, yeah. we, why don't we get these these pals together who do you think queers are friends with other than other queers right like, exactly yeah.
1: you find use a <laughs> reference of like actual queer friend groups and then you will find that there are a lot of different kinds of queerness that you should probably have in all of your fucking queer movies because all we do is hang
0: out with each other
2: i know yeah and, the <laughs> and eat tofu is... yes. yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, like, I don't know, there's sort of, like, diversity of both queer people and, like, racial diversity in this movie is, I feel like, still groundbreaking, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, it's really great. I just love
2: having RuPaul be the leader. Like, how did RuPaul get cast? I need to know.
0: Appar- apparently he was thrilled to do this role, and, like, I feel like this is maybe one of his very few roles where he's not, a, not in drag at all, you know? Because yeah. I've seen... Him on like sitcoms in the 90s where he'd be, he'd be like, you know, looking very mass presenting, but then it would eventually end up in a beautiful gown. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> to see him playing like just being butch the entire yeah. time <laughs> is so funny, but also so pitch perfect. The for, like,
1: sense <laughs> of the word butch. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's
0: also like butch in quotation marks.
1: Because <laughs> those shorts are still real tiny and that shirt oh, yeah. is real tight.
2: one of my favorite parts when they try to do like really traditional masculinity is them playing sports like them like trying to just like catch the ball and stuff (laughs) like this is a parody of like i don't know the way gay men interact with athleticism but it's also it's just like pure physical comedy i love it (laughs) the
1: fact that um like a punishment that is like stated that could happen is that they'll be forced to spend an entire day watching sports.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But also funny as if like <laughs> sports aren't full of like dudes in either tight or revealing outfits like grappling with one another. Yeah. True. <laughs> like, oh, but like
1: I can't think of anything more boring than having to spend a day watching sports. I
2: so. guess <laughs> that's fair. I mean, here here, I'm seconding you on that. But also I do love the queer athlete representation in Dolph, as being like he introduces himself and he's like varsity captain like it's like <laughs> varsity wrestling
0: captain and i'm like, and I'm like oh, oh my god yeah protect him at all costs
2: <laughs> oh god it's also just like ugh, so real locker rooms are, are homoerotic they just are i'm i'm sorry
1: (laughs) you're talking to two people who went to non-traditional high schools so like at least at my school there wasn't a locker room there wasn't a gym so yeah i didn't have
0: a gym or a locker room either i haven't been in a
1: locker room since since middle school when i was just like hiding in the corner like you know doing the thing where you change with your shirt on the whole time so
2: yeah oh my god that's so wow that's wild. I have such a normal, like, high school experience. My school is like one of the, well, no, I don't know. We're not, I, that's not fair to say. But I am from Texas and I went to like a Friday Night Light style, like, everyone's obsessed with football school. So it was like locker room culture, huge. But I guess that's maybe that's a specific kind of high school.
1: They're the only school sport at my school was ultimate frisbee. And I'm not joking. Oh my gosh. Okay.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I think that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Okay, I mean, it makes sense why you're, like, a sports hater. <laughs> like, I do not want to watch sports. Let's all, come on, let's get a Frisbee in the park, y'all. Like,
0: But I feel like, also, it seems like Megan comes from that kind of school, because, like, it has a big enough cheer squad where they're going, they're traveling to do, like, cheer competitions. Yeah. And it's like, you know, not oh, every Rangers. high school invests in that. And so I'm like, it must also be a big football school for that, right? Yeah, Definitely. Which, I mean, I guess, good for
2: her. And good for
1: her. Welcome to the essay section where we talk about our histories with this movie. Courtney, you should please start.
2: Oh my god. Okay, my history of this movie is so fucking gay. (laughs) Um, I was introduced to this movie by this girl who I was friends with my, like, senior year of college. And so... We watched it together, and she was like, "You should be here for Halloween." And I was like, "Okay, like if you say so, I will like <laughs> so oh my I God. Megan Leone for Halloween. and we're like, "I love having you as a close friend <laughs> just, oh, no. which wow. just continued for months of just, oh my God, just the most homoerotic friendship. I, uh, maybe of my life, um you know, it's debatable. you gotta you gotta consider different time ages, but I was like, I've looked back on that and been like, oh, that was a moment. Like, that was something maybe I should have clocked.
0: I bet she's thinking the exact same thing when she looks back on it. Yeah, 100%. We, we had a
2: conversation about it. and We were like, yeah, wow, that was a pretty gay French... <laughs> I mean, we're we're both out now, so like... <laughs> you know, like I'll just say that.
1: Amazing.
2: So I love this movie.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, when we when we had the conversation that led to you being on the podcast for it, like what is the thing that makes you be like, oh, this, like this movie, like how has it progressed since then?
2: I think what, like at first I was like, this is such a funny movie, you know? And it's like, I was already so, I don't know, embroiled in like a queer culture. Like, like, like I said, like we, all, we packed together like, and, and just, I, I don't know if I was thinking about it super consciously or con- or maybe conscientiously like while I was going through that period of my life but it's just like it's funny to I think what it did for me is it highlighted things that had happened in my life where I was like oh yeah like I mean maybe this is why I brought up the locker room thing <laughs> I'm like I think I I think like it would be hard to define and I would never tell her this but I do think that like I had a crush on my friend on the tennis team and it's like but in that weird way that like sometimes friendships can be like sort of possessive and just like you're so excited to see someone and like I and so just like all of the like cheer montages where she's like what are you talking about I'm just happy to see my friends and I don't want to make out my boyfriend I'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? So I don't know. This This is like a I think a movie for me about realizing things maybe. Probably yeah. because of the the bonding experience I had in college. We'll use the word bonding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesse.
2: All right. So
0: when I was in high school I had a bunch of lesbian friends, like queer friends. Um and I wasn't out yet, but like we hung out a lot and watched a lot of queer movies and this is like the early 2000s so we're like how many queer movies can we get from like blockbuster family video like whatever and uh most of the 90s lesbian movies are fucking depressing a lot of them one of them dies or it's just like we can't be together and it's just like this really stood out to me as like oh hey this doesn't end depressingly (laughs) and bringing the entire mood of the party down uh, and also just like i don't know sometimes a lot of them are boring and i would fall asleep a lot but i'm just like oh no this is my jam like it has aesthetics it's a lot of fun it's like a, a lot of fun music
1: oh yeah the soundtrack is so
3: good
0: the soundtrack is banging oh, yeah. it's incredible and so and like now like rewatching it it's still like i think i can still only count on one hand the gay movies that i've seen focused on centered on gay people where it has a happy ending yeah and i'm like why is that still so fucking rare like can we yeah you know unless it's like a fucked up horror movie which okay i can accept a barrier your gays trope i'm like i don't want to see another period piece from like the 1930s i'm like (laughs) i want to see a weird gay movie and this is i mean honestly this is like a John Waters movie, but made by someone cooler. I mean, I love John Waters, but, like, made by a queer lady. And it's, like, explicitly camp. It's explicitly fun. I mean, you know. And, like, that's just all I want to watch is, like, fun gay movies.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's so real. Like, just the fact that, like, it is so funny is part of what makes it so, like, iconic in the queer canon is, like, that it's, like, oh, this is such, just, like, a breath of fresh air in terms of just, like, Just like queer joy, you know, like it's like it's so and it's like you feel like you're in on the joke from like the very beginning. And it's like that. I don't know. It makes it so unique. Like, unfortunately, we don't have enough like hilarious queer movies. I mean, we do. Of course, we have a lot of amazing queer media. But like the thing that you're saying, I think the dominant culture it is like the like Call Me By Your Name, Emma I, like kind of oh my god this sort of makes you want to kill yourself a little bit but like yeah but wasn't it sweet while we were watching it you know like
0: yeah this is like made for gay people which is like it's like this is not for the heterosexual gays which is why no crit no critics liked it it's like fuck all you guys
3: yeah
2: (laughs) anyway it's like the tagline is just like it gets better you know like that's just like the the heart of it and that's Mm -hmm something nice in a world of very depressing queer movies (laughs) yes definitely
1: um yeah so i think i think this is my third time watching this movie but it might be my second but i don't like i didn't remember it as much as i would have expected to the first time that i saw this movie was like at a riot girl meetup at the like youth center when i was (laughs) 14 um and it was like my first time going and it was like hello everyone, like, let's watch this movie. And I had the same reaction to it that I had to like going to like the GSA at my school where I was like, I understand that I belong here, but I don't understand how I belong here. And like, I don't know, this is like a new podcast for us. So there presumably are listeners who like haven't been with me on my gender journey. But like, I like m I'm bisexual, but I like mostly identify as a fag. And so like at 14, I'm like, what like what does it mean that like I'm just this like tomboy manic pixie dream girl, like that feels like my relationships with boys are like pretty gay, but doesn't know how to explain what that means. Um and so like watching it today, I was like, Well, Jan was probably like pretty too much for me in this movie. But so I just like I was like, yep, I've seen that. And I'm like, never going back to Riot, girl. And didn't. And also like, same thing with, I went to like three GSA meetings and was like, I don't know what this makes me feel. And therefore I'm going to be, you know, just like by, by myself over here, dating boys and feeling weird. That's fine. Um, Very glad to have watched it again. We'll definitely watch it more in the future. Yeah, when I like texted Jesse to put it on the summer camp list, part of my reasoning was like, I think I need to watch this movie. And I'm like very bad at watching new things if I um, don't have a reason to. So I kind of am using this podcast to be like, what are things that like people keep telling me I need to see? (laughs) Let me just make a podcast about them.
0: And like almost nothing like cringy because of the time period. I know.
1: It's Which great. is, like,
0: so rare for a movie made in the 90s. Uh, or, it really, any ever. So. Yeah, for real.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's so rare that, like, comedy in general holds up. But, like, you add the, like, the layer of being like, oh, this is a movie about, like, you know, a kind of social movement. Like, about people's, like, core identities. There's a lot of ways you could fuck that up. <laughs> like, it's pretty shocking how well it holds up.
1: Yeah, definitely. Welcome to Editorials, where we rant about stuff. Courtney.
2: I I love this movie so much that I'm just like, I don't know. I I don't really have many criticisms of it.
1: Editorials can be good rants, too. So, like, options for editorials can be like, this thing happens and it makes me so fucking happy that I need to, like, really talk about it.
2: Okay, then I have a moment. I love in any romance the moment where it's like why don't you just do what you want to do and it's like <laughs> what you don't, like you don't want to see what i really want to do it's like it's like what well, fucking do it and then they make out i'm like i love this moment of like i won't admit it I'm, i won't say i'm in love and then they're like oh, fucking make me you know like, and the Clay Duval moment of like her and Nat- and Natalia just like fighting in this gay club because why the fuck would Clay will take her to a gay club and then, like, go dance with someone else and be like, you have to dance with someone else. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You have more Riz than this. And additionally, like, <laughs> you know that Megan is so sensitive and sweet and virginal. Like, obviously, it's not gonna take this well. And so I live for a heated build-up where it just turns into this argument of being like, why are you upset? Like, I'm not even upset. Like, dance with, you, with whoever you want. You know, like, yes. that just, fuck, Chef's kiss, I love a sexually tense argument between people who just can't say it, you know?
1: Especially when it ends in them kissing, because I feel like that, yeah, getting to have the release and not having to, like, wait through, like, 30 more minutes of movie, that's, that's what I want. (laughs) I want instant gratification.
0: (laughs) Yeah, especially because Graham is, like, so cool for, is, like, too cool for school up until that point. And then she's like, I don't have any friends and I'm like, oh, this makes sense. You're just too cool for school because you don't know how to people yet.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um yeah, Jesse.
0: Okay, so I realize in rewatching this movie when when I first saw this movie and Lloyd and Larry show up to like take all the kids to the gay bar and then like we and like have a home for all the kids who get the kids who get kicked out or run away from the conversion camp, I'm like I want to be them so badly. I'm like, I needed to be in my life. And like, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm still like, I, how can I be a place where I can just take in random homeless queer teens and just be like, fuck your parents, be as gay as you want. You still have a curfew because structure is healthy.
2: So. (laughs) Yeah. No, they're so sweet. It's like, oh, I just, I, yeah, I love this idea of like, just, yeah. Taking in a troubled queer teen. Like, I don't want more troubled queer teens in the world, but I do want them to have more, like, open arms to take them in. And I'm like, if I was given the opportunity, I would shine at this. I would love to pick pick someone up and tell them it's okay. My dream is that one of my nephews will be gay. We'll find out.
0: That is also my dream, which I think I have a high probability of.
1: All of the kids that I nannied... Who are like old enough to be gay now are gay now, and I'm like fairy godparent of the year of the decade.
0: <laughs> but they also all
1: have great parents, which is I'm Aww. glad about. Yeah. They don't need they don't need me
0: anymore. It's fine. <laughs> um, I also want to point out that Lloyd and Larry have like I mean it's kind of it's like a joke about them like how they deal with like having an argument, but like as an adult, I'm like,
1: oh, their communication. Yes, right. I'm
0: like I wish me and my wife could have such a, like, clear communication when we had, a, like, a frustration. I'm like, damn, you guys really are role models. <laughs>
1: Aside from talking about ourselves in third person, I feel like that is how Evan and I argue for the most part. <laughs> the talking about themselves in third person part was, like, a little too cutesy for me. It was like, I mean, I liked it in the movie, but, like, I don't aspire to that level. Yeah,
0: yeah but I'm just like, this is, like, look at these two healthy adults modeling, like, good communication styles for these wayward queer teens.
2: Ugh. Ugh. My heart. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, Be there for queer use. I know. <laughs> um,
1: the only thing I have here that hasn't already been touched on is just taking a moment to, like, really sit with this, like, Correct sexuality reenactment thing that they have to do, where it is like a porn set,
2: yeah, feels so illegal. Also, I'm sorry, Rock is like what 25 or something, and they're supposed to be like 17. Like, and her so much about it, like, yeah, like, just what? So
1: so fucked up.
0: Yeah, the, the fact that that scene comes off still so goofy is, I'm like, liter, literal movie magic. Because everyone's just watching and like, this is, and it's just like, this is so awkward. Like, and everyone is, everything is awkward. And you're just like, uh
1: I feel like, like it know? is the best commentary on the silliness of the idea of conversion therapy of the whole movie. It's because it takes it... To, like, literally what is the most extreme version of this is, like, having these teens that you're trying to convert, like, star in a a straight porn together in front of everyone to, like, prove that they're straight now. And you're like, yeah, like, that is what they're doing.
0: (laughs) They must
2: be. like,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, right. (laughs) And Rock is being so inept at it is deeply funny. so funny.
1: Oh my god. He somehow manages to be the gayest person there.
0: <laughs> which is honestly saying a lot, because one of those one of those gay boys like flounces. Which he does. <laughs> is I think not a word you can use except for on tiny gay men. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> oh.
2: Oh. I love all the gay boys. They're all so sweet. They all have their different personalities they're just they really do round out the movie like it is so nice to get to see both sides of the house like I love it yeah yeah
0: yeah and I feel like in a lot of movies even contemporarily it's like oh the lesbians have like their one gay male friend or the gay male friend have their one like funny lesbian friend and this it's like I mean I don't want to say equal amount of boys and girls because Jan is trans but like an almost equal amount of kids so yeah, so we get sort of a little bit of like, even though the movie is about Megan, we still get a little bit of right of uh, Barack's st- struggles and the other kids' like struggles to be to lie to them to lie to their parents about being straight.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. Okay. Something I learned is that like when they were filming this, Clay Duval was extremely closeted, and I was just I think it's so what an insane power move. To become a gay icon like as as part of your coming out like that's insane that's so cool and so brave and just wild what a what a way to like yeah. announce to the world you know like I love it I think it's so cool
1: yeah, that is I mean,
2: like, like it's sad, sad but then cool, you know
1: Welcome to the horoscope section where we talk about. The astrology of characters.
2: The astrology of it all. I was like thinking about this watching the movie, and I mean, look, it, it's so campy and so just like everything's blown out of proportion that it's it feels almost like silly to try to call these real people, but like, <laughs> but they are, but they are, and so we will. Um, my, I guess we should talk about Megan first. Yes, I had a couple thoughts around this, but I think leo is my vote i think that she's a leo because she's so exuberant and just full of energy and enthusiasm and like has this just like beaming smile and like enthusiasm to everything even once she commits to conversion camp she's like i'm gonna be the best at conversion (laughs) 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 she's just so there's like a determination there that is so fun but it's also just like tied in with like optimism that i think leo has and then, like, I also think that Leo is a sign that really actually respects authority because they're like the sign of royalty. Like, they're the king. And so it's like they're, I think, always very aware of hierarchy and like mm. their role in it. And so it's like they do respect their elders. And I feel like she's such a little like goody two shoes in this of like, she really is listening to her parents. She really is listening to like the counselors and stuff. And like, it's, and also just so... Leo's are so stubborn that I feel like she had this like very stubborn attitude of like, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not gay. Like, that's absolutely, I I know I'm here now. I know you've already presented me with the Melissa Etheridge poster, but like, you don't understand me. Like, I understand me. Right. And it's like, that just like, brutal denial. I think sometimes there are Leos who will avoid the self-scan, because they're like, I don't actually want to find out something I don't like about myself. So why don't we just continue on not investigating that? And so that is how I came up with this conclusion. Also, Leos, ultimate cheerleader. Ultimate cheerleader of the Zodiac, in my opinion. Excellent hype, man. This, this is very on
0: topic because I watch this movie. I'm like, Megan is a little bit Elle Woods to me. And I'm like, oh, is Elle Woods a Leo? And I'm like, probably.
2: Elle Woods is a Gemini. It really? actually comes up in the movie when she introduces herself to her, like, oh, yeah, right. And, yeah. She's like, I'm Elle Woods. This is Bruiser Woods. And we're both Gemini vegetarians. <laughs> and I, as a Gemini, I have, like, this is, like, burned in my brain. Yeah, so sure. I'm sorry. I just had to. <laughs> I had to get that out there.
0: <laughs> Speaking of my bisexual vegetarian, anyway. <laughs>
1: it's very off topic. but Yes. um, Yeah, checks out.
2: That's. Do you guys have, Did you guys have thoughts? Were you thinking of
1: I watched this movie like 12 minutes before we had to record. I did not have time to... <laughs> to
2: I actually didn't realize that I had to write that section
0: to my notes, so I did not it's write all that you. section to my notes. You're so fine. <laughs> then
2: I will say, I mean, play it a ball. Scorpio. Do we think Scorpio? Yeah. I mean, like, come on. Like you just it's it's the vibe. It's like the it's the jabs immediately that are so sexually charged that it's like, oh, you're being mean to me, but it's also hot. And like I know that there's like this is so weird because I feel like you're bullying me, but like you're making sexy eye contact with me. That's what it's like to flirt with a Scorpio. Is that not what it's like? Where you're like, do you hate me? Or are you obsessed with me? Like <laughs> Like, do you even like me? Because I could have sworn we were flirting. (laughs) Like, That is like, I feel like, yeah, Graham voted a Scorpio in my book.
0: I feel like hard, outer shell, gooey interior uh, definitely seems very Scorpio. So, and that's definitely Graham.
1: Yeah. I also think the, the thing where, so there's like the girl that is Sunday on Buffy, whatever, the goth girl who like you know, is managing to wear, like, fishnets under all of the goofy things and <laughs> therefore still, like, looks goth. And then there's people like Graham who, like, did all of the right things and yet somehow you still look at her and you're like, you are an alternative punk person. <laughs> like, you are just exactly the same as Megan and, like, your whole vibe is still, like, you're the cool kid and, like, that that's Scorpio.
2: Totally. It's, like, it's a mystique, you yeah. know? It is. It's just like it's. It's the intense eye contact. It's like the hair falling in the face to conceal. How am I really feeling about this? Like <laughs> it's. Uh, it's also Scorpio.
0: And I and I have to say, it is a skill as someone who had a school uniform during high school to like be like essentially obeying what the uniform is, but still looking. In Clear Duval's case, I mean, already a total dreamboat, but even more like an like alternative al- dreamboat mm-hmm. is like impressive. <laughs>
2: Oh my god, she's so hot. That was like, I was like, I can't lead with this, but that's really like my other blinking headline for this movie is like Cleo Duval is so hot. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like Cleo Cle- <sighs> Duval and. Natasha Lyonne are both babes. Uh, babes. I feel like Natasha Lyonne now that she's older and like her voice has dropped three o- octaves because all of her smoking. Like her rasp now is just like
2: that's yes. yeah. That's the <laughs> Natasha Lyonne I want. I don't really. I'm not interested in Megan, but but Clea, you know, like Graham. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. I mean, I love a soft butch. So
2: <laughs> I I also think Scorpios love their secrets so much, and just love like the concept of secrets. Like they love. <laughs> love having a secret they love learning a secret like they love the control of information and it's like the fact that she is so clear like with herself and others that she's like yeah I know who I am but like I can keep this a secret for the rest of my life if it means I get like a trust fund and I don't know like and then what after my parents die, I can just be gay as fuck like that feels like this like a Scorpio scheming move of like No, it's fine. I'm fine. Like, this is... I I can totally do this and keep this secret. And then also, like, you know, then creating a secret with Megan, you know, having this, like, secret affair. Like, I think that's all very Scorpio-coded. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, Yeah, who else do you want to talk
2: about? Who else? I mean, I... uh, The other characters are less defined, but I guess, like... Mary has to be, like, a Capricorn or Virgo, though. Yeah, I was gonna say. Mary feels... (laughs) To me, yeah, actually Virgo makes more sense. I was going to say Capricorn, but I think Virgo might make more sense because Virgo's more into the nitty gritty, like more likely to call out a straw, I think. Is
1: it the polishing the plastic flowers that tips it over?
2: (laughs) Yeah, like a little more, just a a little more over analysis, I think, with a Virgo. Virgos are more, because Capricorns can actually sort through information to find like what's useful here and Virgos just fixate. And it's like so much of this is just the the details of like what makes a person gay, tofu. Yeah. You know, yeah. like <laughs> this is her program is like no, you're gonna you're gonna polish those edges, like and also I can help you. Like, is yeah. there anything more virgo than like a savior complex?
0: <laughs> but a savior <laughs> complex with a system, like the like the movie yeah. has. If you haven't watched the movie, everyone, it starts off with like the steps that they go through to make them to quote unquote, make them heterosexual. And it's very much Virgo. I have a system. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, wow.
2: And if you check these off, like, you'll be fine. Everything's right. fine. If you just follow the system, like it's, do <laughs> We don't even have to really engage <laughs> further than that. Like, it's yeah. Fine.
0: Yeah. I'm married to a Virgo. I am well aware about how the Virgo, I have a system works. So
2: <laughs> always a system. <sighs> Okay, but someone who seems like an agent of chaos in the system is RuPaul, who, you know, as much as, like, he's he's leading the group activities, he's kind of freestyling. Like, he's he's going off, he's, he's making his little jokes. Like, he's like, huh, like, I know you want to, boys. Like, uh, and that, to me, feels like Aries, Like, he's got so much energy, and he's, like, he's always yelling and just being like, okay, here is what is on the docket. Like, does it? Aries love anything more than like imp- imposing their schedule like it's a perfect job for an Aries.
0: I feel like also maybe the denial part if I'm being like oh I'm an ex gay and I'm like mm, you really are not my friend. Mm. I mean this mm. I mean I don't think this thing is an ex gay but you really are not selling it. My yeah, friend. Yeah,
1: I don't <laughs> even think that that he is like believes that like he and Rock are, like, fully hooking up, right? It's not just, oh, yeah, like, definitely belonging funny. looks. Okay.
2: <laughs> definitely, yeah.
1: It's, like, the only reason he's still at that job is, like, waiting for Rock to move out. It's like, dude, you're like 25 years old. Come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, part of it is that RuPaul's getting paid and Brock is not. So that's always a damper on the uh, moving up part. Yeah, It's like, all right, we're both just waiting for your mom to die. So you can inherit this house and we can just transform it into what Lloyd and Larry have down the street. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's my alternative ending, everyone. So that's that's Um, what
2: happens. I love that. Lloyd and Larry link (laughs) up. Okay, Lloyd and Larry... Uh, one of them, I think, is a cancer, like wh- the the shorter one. Yeah, I think cancer, and the taller one, Capricorn, and they're just like the nurturing duo of like I'm gonna I'm gonna save you. We've got an action plan, and why don't we pause a moment to like really clear out this communication? You know, like I feel like that that is that couple to me. Yeah, also that feels so true. Yeah,
0: especially whichever one of the taller one. I don't remember which one is Lloyd or which one is Larry. His whole vibe is like prepper, but like obviously not like weird hoarding my guns prepper. But like we're gonna have a community garden and get together with our neighbors and like foster like the future of gay youth kind of prepper. And I felt that feels very Capricorn.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just like driving the car and just being like, okay, get in, gang. You know, sure, we can add one more. We'll figure it out. Like
0: <laughs> we have enough rice in the in the cellar. Like, Don't worry, everyone. Yeah. 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 I <laughs> Take, take this Target
2: T-shirt.
0: <laughs> we're all we're all eating uh, rice and tofu. Don't worry, it'll be <laughs> <So> good.
2: <laughs> I think that might be all I have for astrology, though. Honestly, the the other characters are just not as you know, they're not as performed. They're not as fun. So,
1: welcome to the personal section where we talk about sexy stuff.
2: Like, I've said it before I'll say it again this movie is so horny oh my god like if you're just starting from like just like the sequence of just like titties bouncing you know like and then her absolutely disgusting slobber fest with her boyfriend oh my, oh my god. god oh yeah. they come out swinging uh.
1: <laughs> I like all the time am like it is a miracle that I am fine with kissing like I have like such intense aversion to like slimy things I'm like <laughs> but like if I th- if I think about it, I'm like I'm literally never kissing anyone again for the rest of my life. And this movie definitely I like had to look away. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to like kiss my partner for two weeks if I keep watching this. Scene. No. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, gross.
0: It's it's very viscerally gross in a way that like shouldn't be, and I just like it's done very well.
3: Yeah.
2: It's her eyes like bugging out are just so funny. Like she's just so dissociated. Yeah. But it made yeah. me ask the question, though, when she does finally make out with Graham, like this is her experience with kissing. Like, I bet she was a horrible kisser. Like, oh, I feel yeah. like Duval yeah. well had to teach her. I bet she came in just slimy as fuck, too. You know, what <laughs> <Yeah>. she knows.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Whatever. Graham was like, oh, that's so cute. You don't know how to kiss. Let me show you. So,
3: yeah, yeah definitely.
0: That'll
2: be our mind canon. Yeah.
0: Yeah i don't know it just it's also just really refreshing to watch all of these teens like discover their sexuality in a way that's not like super voyeuristic for an adult to watch like i feel like for like teens to watch it, it probably feels very like yes an accurate representation of how it feels to be a horny teen you know
2: yeah Yeah. oh my god the the zapper (laughs) (laughs) the like pain therapy thing where she's just like clearly using it as like a vibrator like it's like or of some sort i don't know
1: because when she introduces herself she stands up she's like i'm whatever my name is i like pain and i'm a homosexual so like yeah she's yeah she's using it as i a, love it what is the which one masochist masochism yes
2: yeah yeah
0: masochism yes yeah. yeah that's like one of my favorite parts of the movie because it's just like what else are these kids gonna de- use
1: It's also indicated that she's been like sniffing one of Graham's worn socks too, which is like another thing where I'm like, absolutely not.
0: My favorite is like Megan is like, do you have one of Graham's socks? And I'm like, how do you know it's one of Graham's socks? Aren't they all wearing (laughs) identical pink socks? I'm like, sus. Is that Baz's handkerchief?
2: excellent <laughs> no that and that goes straight into her leaving to masturbate as well and immediately running into Dolph and um the blonde kid hooking up something of an s shane steve i don't know yeah something like that but he just like i i love that immediate reveal of it's like yeah, this is all anyone's doing here like just to be clear yeah this is like we're just horny teenagers and you've given us access to each other overnight poorly like
0: there's no supervision mary is asleep yeah whatever rupaul's character is he like lives like not in this house he's like at his own place he's
2: hooking up with rock like in rock's (laughs) shed or something right Right.
0: yeah there's like a storage shed they're hooking up in right and it's just like what do you think's gonna happen if you just go to (laughs) sleep and like leave these unsupervised horny queer teens
2: also though i'm so stunned (laughs) by the boldness of her just masturbating in this room with like, I don't know, eight other bed eight other girls sleeping there or trying to sleep. Megan's clearly fully awake next to her. She's just like, fuck it, I'm doing what? When am I getting privacy? Come on. Like (laughs) Yep. Maybe she's into that. Yeah, I think
1: probably. Yes. (laughs) I feel like she she has the vibe of like being kind of into everything.
2: Yeah. With what we know about her, we can we can take some leaps, I think. Yeah, definitely.
0: Which is like, I mean, get again, like, what excellent representation, which is a freaky goth lesbian teen. I'm like, yes. This is what I assume of most goth teens <laughs> in media, but I'm glad we're actually getting it here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Grandma Mankin are adorable, and I'm glad they basically drove off into the sunset at
2: the end of this movie. Oh, no. Yeah. I, oh, God. I cried. I don't know if it's because I was like, Smoking some weed halfway through I'm also, I was also just day one of my period yesterday But when she starts doing the cheer I was just like In tears just sobbing watching. I was like it's so happy yeah, and nice and just So earnest like my god i love it i feel
0: like i always chirp a little bit because right she's so earnest and she's like so unsure this is gonna work and i'm like i know it's gonna happen but i'm like you really put yourself out there in a way that i would have never done for anyone (laughs) like i know
2: and it's so uh, yeah
1: yeah it's very pure
2: it's just so sweet one, two, three, four, you're the one that I adore. Like, <laughs> so cute. Her, and her little face, like, seeing Natasha Lyonne, like, I, my introduction to Natasha Leone was Orange is the New Black, where she's fully just, like, gravelly-voiced lesbian criminal. And, like, seeing her at just this, like, little baby age with just these, like, doe eyes, it's so just goddamn sweet. I couldn't take it. Is she gay
1: IRL? No. 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 Right. Cause I remember when I watched Russian doll and she like leaves the party to hook up with a dude. I was like, you what? Like I was like, <laughs> what is this? And Who do you
2: think you are? Yeah. And then I
1: think at that point I like looked it up and was like, same reaction only to like the actual actor. I was like, are you sure? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: No, she's such a huge queer icon. Yeah. And I think at this point she's like so used to people being like, wait. You're not gay, <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, whatever, because she's been she's been a gay icon since I think this movie, yeah, you know, and she's often like an Orange Is the New Plaque, playing gay roles, you yeah. know, and I'm just and so it's always funny to be like, wait, but you're, are you you sure? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you're you're committed to that choice, okay? Um, all right, no, yeah, it's like her and Kate Blanchett that are just like. I don't know if they intentionally became queer icons, but it's like they are the straight women we love. We're like, <laughs> we're like, go ahead, man, queer bait me all you want. Like, I'm in. Like, <laughs>
1: individuals, he, real people can't queer bait. That's fair, not a fair, thing. Yeah.
2: yeah, I know. I just, I, I love that they have been so adopted. I think it's like if you just Natasha Leon, like playing yeah going from this to orange is the new black it's just like we're we're welcoming her community's got open arms
1: yes absolutely um literally my note just says sexy movie so i'm not much use here sorry that i like did the worst note taking of my life because i usually watch (laughs) everything twice but i didn't get a chance to watch this a second time and so i was just like scrambling yeah jesse
0: I mean, I think we covered a lot of other stuff in other places, like with RuPaul and Rock and, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, it's it's just inherently such a sexy movie. It just filters in, you yeah. know? Yeah. Filtering down the conversation.
0: I know. I really want... I don't know. <laughs> I really want people who are like, people shouldn't kiss or have sex in a movie to watch this movie to be like, oh, yeah, this is why, like, sex and romance is sometimes inherent to the story. So yeah i don't know
2: yeah there's also something that's like i don't know fun about seeing that like complicated self-examination happening like it is inherently like awkward because ultimately the thing we're talking about is like sex like it's a sexual orientation like it's it's nice to see it done in a way that, like, it doesn't feel like you're leering at anything, even though it is so openly, like, oh, we- this is the topic of the movie, you know? Like, yeah.
1: I think it does a good job of conveying the fact that, like, teenage sexuality and, like, teenage sex is an innocent and, like, not debaucherous thing. Which I think, especially, or, like, maybe more vocally now, people, like, really, really struggle with to be like... A teen can be like young and naive and innocent and having sex and all of those things can like coexist together because there's nothing uninnocent or like bad about sex or sexuality, regardless of the orientation. Yeah, I feel like me being like teens are gonna fuck is like one of our recurring themes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and I felt this movie. It's like right. It's like a little bit awkward, but like everyone's having a good time everyone's like it's just i feel like this is despite being like forced into the situation a lot of the kids who are having sex are like all the kids are like having a good time yeah you know it's just like this is like oh yeah we're in this cringy place with this like cringy with like my cringy aunt and i can't leave for like another six weeks
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's all very sweet and yeah i feel like you don't often get like sweet and sexy coexisting in the same thing, but this movie is very solidly both of those things like throughout.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> not to be that person, but I think not having the male gaze involved definitely helps. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true cuz we did just talk about Debs, which I do think is another movie that's simultaneously sweet and sexy, so might uh for real. We might have clocked onto something.
0: Give with people more money to make yes <laughs> <laughs> For
1: real. Welcome to the Health and Science section where we talk about research that we did and things that are vaguely related to the ideas. this segment has gotten more and more amorphous as the years have gone on what what do folks have here today?
0: all right so uh I have a couple of bits of trivia about this movie. First off, so Clea Duvall and Natasha Lyonne are were our friends in real life, and Natasha Lyonne got the part of Megan because like Clea Duvall like picked her up somewhere and she saw the script in Clea Duvall's car and was like, "I want to be in this movie," and they and they had already casted Clea Duvall because Clea Duvall was in a short film that Debbie Babbitt had made, and she was like, "Love you, Clea. I'm right. this. I'm write this part for you. The, like the part of Grammar's written for her, but they hadn't mm-hmm. cast Megan." And so, which explains their excellent chemistry. Yeah, It's it because does. they like each other as yeah. well. Uh, which is just, I don't know, really great to know. And addressing the why this movie is five minutes longer in Europe. And maybe, Courtney, that came up in the interview that you were listening to with the director. But so even though there's not any nudity and even the sex scene between Graham and Megan, they're like basically have their clothes off um, have their clothes on. I'm sorry. They basically, they're, like, they're fully clothed for the sex scene. She got an NC-17 rating because, uh, if anyone watches the movie, this film was not yet rated, uh, the movie rating board is very conservative, especially about queer shit. And so since they were fully clothed, because she was like, I'm trying to, like, have this, have, not have a R rating, um, it was, like, filmed really dark, but the rating board was like, we don't know what's going on, even though it's dark, so I'm gonna to like, lighten it up. Also remove any mention of girls going down each other. Also shorten the scene where Megan and the other girl are masturbating. Because you can't show teen girls masturbating um, in movies for whatever reason. For more than a few seconds. So all those things got cut shorter or cut in order to make this... Actually, I actually don't even know what the movie reading of this is. I think it's R. 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 Which doesn't make any sense because, again, there's no nudity. There's barely any swearing. Like, this movie should be pg-13 honestly but gay people are inherently sexual i mean this is a sexy movie but like homophobia yeah (laughs) so it's so it has an r rating so yeah
1: all right is there anything else cool because we have hit the two hour mark good job us for not going over (laughs) courtney thank you so much for being here it's a delight always
2: Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I love talking to you guys about movies. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is a lot of fun.
1: So good. Can you um, just really quick tell our listeners where they should find you?
2: You can find me online at NotAllGeminis. That is my username, my website, if you add a .com. Um, and that is pretty standard. Or if you want to follow me personally, my username is Courtney underscore Perkins. So... That's me. That's where you can find me. Perfect.
1: All right. Thank you again.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Gaily Planet. And thank you again to Courtney for joining us for this episode. Before I let you go, I wanted to let you all know about a new page on our website, which is hashtag ruthless.com slash support our work. It is a hub where you can see all of the different ways that you can support us both non financial and financial, all in one place. So it's really convenient. And as you know, we are 100% listener funded. And that's only true. Thanks to you. So if you want to support us, whether with with your dollars or with your time, there are lots of ways that you can do that. Non-financial ways include leaving us uh, reviews, especially written reviews on Apple podcasts. They really do help people find the show. And to incentivize that, we're doing that thing where if you leave us a five star written review, and then email us a screenshot of the review, 10 of the first 50 people who do that will get a sticker in the mail, and so you should, and we would really appreciate it. Um, You can also donate your time in the form of helping us clean up our episode transcripts or by donating a design for our sticker club. Um, And of course, telling your friends and family and enemies and lovers to listen to our show is also really great financially you can join our patreon join our sticker club or both together on patreon there are options where you can have both as one thing Um, you can buy our other merch you can leave us a donation or when we have them you can attend live shows like the one about rocky horror that will be coming up in october besides that i don't have anything to say besides follow us on instagram and hang out with us on the internet if you want really good memes and stuff. Cause we, uh, make those. And what's that? We're on Instagram at hashtag Ruthless pods. So yeah, I think that's all of the things we'll be back in two weeks with Crybaby, Hooray. And until then.